Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the Mighty Four All Nerd Show. The voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture according to people of color. And sitting in the captain's chair, as always, it's your boy DJ Ben Amin, aka Big Dick Grayson Energy, <laughs> Lando Californication, the ghost in the shell toe, Arsenio Holiday, the Beverly Trillbilly, Soldier 70 Spliff, Hast Ketchum. Here in the spaceship tonight, joined back again. I'm here. Superstar. Oh boy. In the house. Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Lord of Lightsabers, Trinidad Tati, Flex Luthor, Sean Jean Luc Picard, J Prince of All Saiyans, Dame Diner Dash, Father Stretch My Bands, and the Ting of the North. Yer. Yes, Trinidad Tati. Yer. Back here after going all out. Did you see my pictures? Did I did see, see. I have a video that is a recap of every bacchanal thing that happened. And well, where not, is it? It will not upload to... Every time it gets to like... It gets up to like 85% and then will not post on IG. I'm trying, y'all. I've been trying for two days straight. Probably for the best. <laughs> Just saying, you it's know. It's not incriminating. Let, let, let me be very clear. It's not incriminating. It's, it's a fun video, but for one reason or another, I, and I edited it down, so it just won't come up. So I'm I'm trying, y'all, but if y'all haven't seen it yet, go to my IG page. It's mostly just me in, in costume playing uh, mass, but thank you to everybody. Thank you to the land of Trinidad and everybody in Trinidad that helped keep me safe, that helped keep me informed, that gave me all the doubles that I wanted to eat. I had a blast. Nice. Yes. Yeah, and that wasn't the only time you were in costume this week. Oh, uh, no, it's not the only time. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that, folks. Look at God. So, Won't he do it? I was actually surprised by this because I saw it pop up like two, three hours after the fact. But I was in costume because Marvel made me into a superhero, y'all. And, and I'm, I'm still kind of beside myself about it, even though like I knew it was coming. It just surprised me when it showed up. But yeah, I was made into a superhero. Shout out to Nelson Blake, the second artist extraordinaire who turned my dreams and my words and my thoughts into an actual character. Um, I called the character, the character doesn't have a name. Maybe y'all could give me a name for her, but she is considered like a techno maid. She lords over all things technology. She can help people get in, get out of any situation that has any tech component to it. She can walk up to pretty much anything that, that is tech related and, and control it. So... Um, and, and again, you should definitely watch the video. If you actually go to Marvel's site, um, it's called Marvel Make Me a Hero. If you go to Marvel's IG page, it's on their IGTV. Or if you go on Marvel's Twitter, it's actually there. And again, I was just shocked that it even showed up on a main stuff. That's mm. the biggest thing. So, yes. um, you know, definitely had a blast. It was a pretty life-changing experience. I, you may be able to see it when you watch the video, but I was legit crying when they revealed the actual character because I was... Like, I had told them, you know, well in advance what I wanted my character to be, how I wanted her to look, colors and all that other stuff. And then 
that in studio where you see me react to it, that's literally the first time I've seen it. And, and it, it was beautiful. Just and, to, you know, just to see a black girl superhero that's like doing it. And like she looked beautiful. I was just like, yo, that's what I want. That's what I like. Inject that into my veins. Had the straight up translucent visor, everything. Yeah, the heads popping. up visor, yo. Like, oh my gosh. So lots of people was like, yo, you should cosplay that for real. Like you should maybe start writing some stories. I'm like, look. Marvel cut me that check. I'll write plenty of stories. You I mean, know what I'm saying? You got to start writing them before they're going to cut the and, check. Uh, or, or. Yes. <laughs> and also, y'all don't know what that contract looked like. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that was my thought. Do they own this character that has no Technically, name? Technically, they own the character. Hey, I'm pretty so sure. I'm not Marvel doing nothing. <laughs> right. I'm not doing nothing until I, you know, am guaranteed some money. Yes, and so. also people were comparing your look to that of Symmetra. Yes, yeah, Symmetra from Overwatch. Overwatch. Um, J. Michael Straczynski himself. Yo, that blew me away. JMS, the big dog, writer of Babylon 5. And I mean, on and on, on, and, and, on, on and on and on. And on. Oh, man, Marvel Projects. My man has Thor, written everything. Like, like everything. everything. The man that said everything. He saw, he, I don't know if you watched the whole thing or what, but he quote tweeted my video and he said, did anyone say techno maybe? Because he's uh, known for popularizing the, the term, term. Yes. techno mage, yes. and so he was actually it was it was one of those things where Michael J. Right, Michael was, was a little bit. I was just like, is he is he shading me or he not? It wasn't really shading you. It was more like you know, put some respect on my right, name, right, 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 for having come up with this concept right. in the first place. So this respect on this man's name. I mean, I mean be. when I saw it, I was just I just <laughs> responded to him. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't even think he saw my comment because it was like mad people commented under. But point is, he's seen it. That's a that's that's amazing. I you know I also the whole point is to make sure people can get more into for all nerds and learn all about Ben I mean myself and like I said, just the fact that I was able to represent and have a black female superhero made. Amazing and absolutely beautiful. What's the absolutely. name of the artist again? Uh, Nelson Blake II. Fire. And, and he's done mad Marvel yes. stuff. I mean, he's done stuff across the comic book sphere in general, but he's done mad Marvel stuff. Also, thank you. Special thank you to Angelique, Angelique Roche, Roche. Um, thank you so much because without her, I wouldn't have had, had this opportunity either. So, um, you know, a- again, just just an incredible experience, and I'm just very blessed to have been able to to go through that. And, you know, you've been doing all these big things, and I've just been sitting here on my ass pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, well, I well, what's ain't been funny doing is, much enough. But what's funny is I just feel like we have this dynamic where you feel like, like, like for example, you be you feel like you be doing big things, and I be, I be sitting there like, damn, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's something happened with me, and you be like, yo, I ain't doing shit. You know? It's like, I, th- I think, like, we, we as we, ben, me and I both do things, you know, on our own brand, like, we always are just trying to, Keep keep the momentum going. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like he does stuff, boom. I do stuff, boom. Foreigners does stuff, boom. Another big boom happening South by Southwest. Oh, oh, we just don't jump right into we that. Jump right into that. Yeah, because that's a big boom. That's a big boom, and that's very freaking important. Yes, we're still going. Coronavirus, be damned. We're still be going. Uh, South by Southwest is still having South by Southwest. They have no plans to cancel. There's still mad people and mad brands attending. And if you're going to be in the Austin area, really at the end of this week or ne- in the next week and the next. What, what, what's today's date? Today is the third. The end of next week is the, when it starts next Friday. Yes. Um, our, however, our session slash meetup called The Evolution of Blackness in Geek Culture is on March 17th. 
in the Fairmont Hotel in the Wisteria Room at, I believe, at 1230 or 1230. so. 1230. Okay. 1230 p.m. Make sure you go on the South by Southwest site and or on the South by Southwest app and favorite uh, uh, favorite our session. Again, it's called The Evolution of Blackness in Geek Culture. And the whole point of the meetup is to serve as a place where creatives of all types, whether you're a writer, artist, uh, music artist, or graphic design artist, or whatever the case may be, producer, um, anything in between. If you are, do you fall anywhere in this creator. space? Creator. Creator. A creative, a creator. If you fall anywhere in that spectrum and you're looking for a place where you can not only meet other creators, um, sp- particularly people of color and black people, um, and you want to, whether you are new or an established creator and you want to have a place where you can not only meet new people, but also find people who can join in on your projects or people can help supercharge your projects. This is the place that you want to be at our meetup, the evolution of blackness and geek culture. This is the place there's no, and I checked, there's no other meetup like this at all in the entirety of this schedule. Wowzers. So this is a big deal. And again, we're going to be having very special guests come through anyway. So even if you just come in there just to be nosy, you're going to see some some good things when you show up. So please come through. Again, please favorite it. Um, maybe if enough people favorite it, they give us some free stuff that we could pass on to y'all. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how that works, but favorite it. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> favorite it. And as we're talking about South by Southwest, um, I, I, I want everyone to understand how this works because... Because of you guys, we were chosen and we have this session slash panel slash meetup. What we get are badges to go to the conference. Badges were incredibly expensive. Now Ben and me have badges. Boom. What we don't get is an actual way there. So flights, hotel, all that stuff, they don't provide that. We're responsible for that. That being said, we've been saving up and 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 pulling money here and there and trying to get this together, but we still need crack. yo. <laughs> 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 but we <laughs> I sell drugs to the community. I sell drugs uh, to the community. But but we need lots of help, y'all. So because of that, we have recently launched a GoFundMe. Um, if you check again, if you check our socials, you'll see the links all over to the GoFundMe. It's uh, it basically says like for uh, help for all nerds get to South by Southwest S X S W. Um, please, whatever you can contribute, uh, be a dollar, be a hundred dollars. If you want to like buy us out completely, do it. Like if you know someone who just got money to blow, tell them, hey yo, just put that money right there. It don't matter. Like. Whatever, we appreciate anything you can do to support us. Even if you can't financially support us and, and you can just share it, do that. Because the the more we can get our names spread out there and the more we can get this GoFundMe in more hands and more eyes, the more assistance we know we can receive. So thank you so much. And the more things we can do, you know, the more yes. great, beautiful things we can bring to you. You know, not only are we going to be at South by Southwest, also in Los Angeles, in L.A., we are hosting a screening of the upcoming Valiant film, Bloodshed. Yeah, we're going to be in a lot of places. Huh? A lot of places. <laughs> March 10th. <laughs> Tuesday. One week before. Taco Tuesday. Yes, one week before our South by Southwest event, we will be in Los Angeles for the screening of Bloodshot. That being said, if you want to go for free 99, it's very easy. All you got to do is email us, contact at 4 Give us the list of names 
other people that you want to attend. I believe the list is going to close soon. Very like, soon. T- today's the third. Um, and I think in the next few days that Friday, okay. Friday, probably we're calling it more than likely this upcoming Friday, we're going to close the list. So get us in all the names that you can bring your mother, sister, father, whatever. Um, the whole may, crew, the whole crew, there may be some giveaways. I mean, the main giveaway is the screening, but there may be some other surprises there. Um, it's going to, where's it going to be? Oh, it's going to be, um, LA Regal Live. LA Regal Fire Live. Fire Theater. Oh, oh, fire. You been there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, the Regal is okay. one of the best for premieres. They always show premieres there. Okay, cool. It's not the Chinese theater, but, you know, it's a it's a. So it's theater. legit theater. Oh, yeah. Um, Probably good seating, all oh, that yeah, other all stuff. Oh, yeah, downtown. Y'all probably, y'all might be fire. getting popcorn and stuff like that, oh, too. Yeah, so, course. so you know, free concession stuff. But the point is, you get to see the movie for free. And if you're interested, again, hit us up. Contact at 4 Give us Z-names, other people in it that will be in attendance, including yourself. Don't forget yourself if you plan on being there. And we'll add you to the list. Word up. And speaking of movies, a uh, little trailer dropped this week, you know? Just a little. I mean, just a little Yo, bit. When I say this whole Bloomhouse, like, horror house thing that they got going on is in-freaking-credible. Um, I saw the trailer and was like, I'm in there day one. Mm. I mean, I, I, was, I was already interested but yep. the trailer just sealed the deal for me we're talking about Candyman, y'all the new remake directed by nia da costa and yes. not nearly enough people <laughs> are saying this woman's name right now because oh, you know all respect due everybody who's different credit to jordan peele mm-hmm. he established this idea with um the us trailer of you know these screwed and chopped theme songs from and, also, popular... and also psychological type horror films even though Candyman isn't a, re- really... a new it's not a new property. Not it's a new property. A, yeah. yeah. And it already had all these themes and elements in it before. Yeah. So people, you know, when they heard the Say My Name, they immediately started being like, oh, Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele. Well, not just that, because Jordan Peele tweeted it. And most True. people know. Of, and, and really, this is and this is some of it. You can some of it you can call erasure. But most, most of it, it is really just that yeah. it's what people who people know. It's pattern matching. Yes. Right? Oh, you see what you know. You repeat what you know and all that. People saw Jordan's name this, attached to it. They were like, oh, it's Jordan's movie. No. Yeah. Nia DaCosta is the director. Remember that 29 name? 29 years old. A 29-year-old black woman. Putting in work. That being said, Jordan Peele did um, produce it. He's also yep. one, He also co-wrote it with Nia DaCosta. So we have a black man and a black woman center stage in this. At the end of the day, we winning. Winning, big. Plus, winning. we got Yaya. And and Yaya. Yaya, who was on the For All Nerds show before any of this popped off. Let me remind y'all. Early. Early. Before Aquaman, or right when Aquaman dropped. It was right when Aquaman dropped. I mean, it's like, it's so silly. Like, we talk about the circle of trust on here all the time, and how, you know, people come on the show, and the globe is just immediate. He was here in person. Yes, in person, he sat right there, where you were sitting right now, Tatiana, and then the globe was just stupid. He was saying what you were saying. Uh, You know, I remember, because I was staring at him. I believe it. I might have been too. Look, he's a very handsome man. <laughs> there's, there's no denying that. No denying that, folks. But yes, he is the star of the new Candyman. Everyone is wondering is Tony Todd returning? There's actually a quick shot Hell yeah, he's returning. of him in the trailer. But will he be Candyman? Will Yaya turn into Candyman? Maybe it'll be Candyman Generations. Yes, is he going to pass down the hook? <laughs> well, when you put it like that, that shit's so stupid. Is he going to pass down the hook? <laughs> the hook? Uh, I don't know. give him the bees? I, I don't know, maybe. But he's definitely in the movie. In what capacity, yes. we don't know. Yes. Um, Vanessa Williams, the other Vanessa Williams. Unaging. Uh, unaging is is in this. She she looks, Rock-a-bye, baby. Still looking like she's still yeah. capping people for Nino Brown. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> she got mad because people were calling her Vanessa A. Williams. But I'm because like, that's the other Vanessa Williams. N- no, but like Vanessa A. Williams is how people have differentiated her. Oh. And I'm and, and she was like, no, my name is Vanessa Williams, not Vanessa A. And I'm just like, well, yeah, but to sorry, be honest, baby, look, when people think Vanessa Williams, even to right this day, stuff. they think the, right the singer stuff. slash actor. But anyway, uh, point is, it, it, the, the movie looks sick as hell. Um, I'm, I'm so mad at Jordan for flipping saying my name like oh, that. Oh, man. I think that's just, I, I hope that this is going to be a continued thing where he just flips all these classic, quote unquote, black songs I and do this. I hope so, but then also I don't want it because I, like, I hated when I saw that on Twitter when everybody was like, oh, he didn't say my name, you know, and it's like, I liked it, but now I don't want to keep seeing that, you know, like, I don't oh, want Oh, you don't every, want this no. to be a thing? I mean, it depends on- It doesn't on, sound like you do. No, it just depends on how it goes because it could get like, you know, like the Geico lizard where I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what if it's really well done? Yeah, well, the Geico lizard was the first two. You know, that's what I'm saying. It just depends on how, yeah, on how well it's done. Because not like Quentin Tarantino or something. Well, I mean, he always has music. You know, everybody has music in different ways. But I don't need a screwed and chopped version of every '90s to 2000 hit song. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're feeling a little bit more. I loved it. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I love just, saying my name. That one was it's, great. It's, it's just that it was. It, it works and it's unexpected. Yes. When, when music like that, that is flipped, chopped, screwed, whatever, works and is unexpected, yeah. then I'm just like, oh, but I'm see, with now it. you're gonna be expecting it. That's what I mean. I, I'm yeah. gonna be expecting that he's gonna. Fl- he's yeah. probably gonna stop though, just <laughs> yeah. just because he knows people are gonna be expecting he's gonna stop. That's what I hope. If, and I don't know why saying he. Jordan, that not, not necessarily was was that Jordan's idea. Who knows? That, that could be the music director's idea. It could be so, any number of people's whoever, ideas. It could be any number of people. Yeah. It could have been Nia's idea. So let me not stop. Let me not say Jordan. But the point is, uh, go get ready to go see Candyman. You might want to get them t- once. I don't know what the tickets. Nah, are. not yet. Not that was yet. just first early. trailer. Yeah, probably for the next trailer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're gonna be in there, y'all. And if we if we are able to, we we gonna try to do a screening first. Oh yeah, you know you know yeah, it man, because th- this is wild. Um, that's that. Uh, I had mentioned real quick. I just mentioned Bloomhouse. Um, I did see Invisible Man. Oh, this past weekend. Um, it was good. I heard it was much better than I thought it'd be. It, it right. I didn't know. I just thought it would just be fun to watch. Yeah. And also, I saw it in a theater with a bunch of black people, so it made it that much more oh. better. It, um, you have to you have to see horror movies with black people it becomes that much more entertaining and i was actually sitting next to a, a afro latina and she was going off she was going she was in between her aave and and her like the screaming and like spanish like it was the best so um it, i think the movie itself was was pretty good it has all the classics tropes um um uh, Elizabeth Moss from Handmaid's Tale. She does, I will say she does all the prototypical white girl shit that happens to white girls in horror movies. So you be getting mad at her. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Why the fuck would you go there? Uh, but it works. Mm-hmm. And the movie, if for people who have seen the other iterations of Invisible Man or movies that are um, inspired by Invisible, like, like Invisible Hollow Man. Man. Like Hollow Man, like that. That's the Kevin Bacon joint. <laughs> that shit is ass. Well, most of those, <laughs> most if not all of those movies do it from the perspective of the Invisible Man. This movie does it in perspective of one of the victims or a yes. victim of yep. the Invisible Man. So I, I like that better. And, and it has a lot of modern day stuff mixed in. Um, just the way that they do the whole Invisible Man thing is completely different from anything else you've seen. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 good. Like it's it's just an entertaining movie. It really is. Uh, I think it had like ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It, it, that's right. That's yeah. correct. It's number one on yeah. uh, the weekend. I heard it was. It was like twenty. It made twenty nine million or something like that. This yeah. Weekend. Yeah. And so you know, might be a sequel. Might be Invisible Man too. We don't. You after you see the movie, you don't need to. You well, don't need they to. say they're already. You know. You know how that go though. Well. 
And uh, one last thing before we take this quick break right here. One thing I did do this week was celebrate my born day. Yes! Hey! February 27th was DJ Benavi's born day. I Pisces in the house. I bought him a gift really early and then it's just been in my house. So I still got to give it to him. But... I'm so I'm sad that I missed your born day, but yep. I'm I'm happy that it looked like you enjoyed it. You were eating cake, delicious, gluten free, uh, dairy free, coconut cake. It was. Yeah, I should have saw his IG stories. Like I, he was like humming to us. He's like, like he was having a like all day long. He was in his house. He had his drink. He had his he had his cake. He had his trees. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could tell he was happy. So I was very. I was when I saw that. I was like, oh, good. Quite happy. I got a Silver Surfer Funko Pop, a Boba Fett wallet. Yeah, it's fire. My Boba Fett wallet. This is the way. Fire. This is the way. Ooh, that joint that? fire. And, oh, um, it's like in his, oh, is that his insignia? I think so, and those are his colors, so. Oh, shit. Boba Fett Wallace. Nice. And yeah, I had a great day, man. Shout out to all the Pisces out there, because I know we're very emotional ass people. Oh, my God. And when our birthday rolls around, we Jeez. start getting sad and crazy and Jesus all that. Christ. So, you know, all y'all, you know, just enjoy yourselves. Hope you are all having a beautiful Pisces season. And we going, you know, we going to keep it going. We going to enjoy it. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from the For All Nerds show. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor. And when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast. And when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com, and when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds. Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm listening to you for all of us. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen. The second I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris, fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray. Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to Four All Nerds. And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to this episode of Four All Nerds. We have something very special for you. As always, we are bringing you the fire interviews, and right now, joining us in the spaceship tonight. We have Genevieve Kang, one of the stars of the Netflix hit series, Lock and Key. Ooh. Yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> 
obviously you've done more than that. But. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of things to strain. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things going on. But right now, you know, you are one of the stars. You play Jackie, is it Veda? Vita? Veda, yeah, Veda. Jackie Veda. Jackie Veda. That's that is like a superhero name right there. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> on Lock and Key, which is on Netflix right now. You can check it out. Hopefully you all have checked it out because we're gonna get into all kind of things about it today. I've already finished the season. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you very much for joining us here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. All right, awesome. Well, you know, I was reading up on your history and some of your work before Lock and Key and everything, and you've done a fair amount of genre TV at this point. You know, you've done The Strain. You had a, I mean, like, was the, I was going to say The Pulse. I might be messing the name. Impulse, yeah. Impulse, there we go. Yep. Yeah. So you've had, you know, your runs in genre TV. So this isn't your first rodeo, as they say. Which you can. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, would you consider yourself a geek? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny yeah. because sometimes people hear geek and they go, oh, God, not me. Yes. But no, we mean it in like the best terms possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> our, our show is called For All Nerds. So yes. we use it with lots of love. So in, in that way, like as Ben Ami mentioned, do you think like, you know what, you fully embrace the culture now or always? Um. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's like a really, it's, I mean, the, like all the genre work I have done, it's all been super fun. I call my, I definitely am a geek, but probably not for the same reasons that you guys are thinking. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a geek about like a lot of, I don't know, other stuff. Like I'm a, I'm, we can get into that later, but, um, but yeah, in terms of all the, the, the sci-fi horror fantasy stuff I've, I've been lucky to be a part of. I do find it just, it is a lot of fun to play in that world. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I guess it is, it's, it's about like, I get to be a kid when I'm on these shows a little bit, like Mm. using your imagination and, and playing in these kind of otherworldly situations. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Well, before we do get into Lock and Key, you did say that you were a geek of other stuff. What was some of this (laughs) other stuff that you geek out about? Uh, the things I really geek out about in my day-to-day life are like I'm I'm big into food and cooking, oh. so I get really excited about that kind of thing, or like gardening stuff like that. So I get again totally other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I can geek out a lot about like what uh, herbal remedies you should use for this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, I'm very into. So that kind of thing. Talking about something more soothing, not like extreme sports like Iron Chef <laughs> or anything like that. Or maybe you love Iron yeah, Chef. I I'm more <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a background actually in uh like holistic nutrition. Oh. Um so I yeah. So in my day today I'm very passionate about holistic health and wellness. And I yeah, I geek out a lot about like the benefits of certain herbs and foods and making developing recipes around them and that sort of thing. I'm a little yeah. I'm a bit of a witch, I guess. Yeah, let's put it that way. There's lots of Netflix shows about witches right now. So, hey, this might be your entryway <laughs> yeah. into the next one. <laughs> and cooking. Yeah. Oh, I mean, cooking. We can, yeah. connect, we can combine it. Yes. <laughs> we will write the pilot Great. for you. Perfect. <laughs> Great. Sounds good. Um, okay, so, you know, just getting back into your character, like, what, what mm-hmm. part of Jackie did you connect with the most? Yeah, it's so, it's so great because I've been – asked this question a lot lately, um, or just even to explain who is Jackie. Yeah. And it's like playing Jackie throughout the season. 
in with every scene, I, you know, there was like little snippets of like, oh yeah, I got to do this. And I, but it's funny because I, I didn't even think about like, oh, this is what Jackie's about. It just, it felt very instinctual to be like, oh no, this is what this person would do in this scenario. Mm. Um, but then in having to answer this question, it's interesting because yeah, the, the, the biggest or the thing that I most um, relate to about her is, I guess, like the key thing that a lot of people were describing her as is that she she loves to see the best in people. She's very, you know, um, she kind of likes to give people the benefit of the doubt when she can. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, see the best in them. But she's also really not afraid of confrontation and calling people out on their bullshit. I don't know if I can say that on this. Oh, yeah, you can say. Calling people out on their. You can say bullshit. (laughs) You can curse all you want. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, great. So calling people out on their bullshit. Um, and yeah, the more I've been answering this, this question or questions similar to this, um, in a lot of the, the recent press, it's, I was like, oh yeah, that's totally, that's me is I do. I really love to see the best in people when I can, I'm, I try to be really optimistic and, um, but on the other hand, I'm also not willing to compromise my own self-worth for, um, you know, just to make other people feel comfortable. Like I will. I will call them out on their stuff and I will, I'm not afraid of confrontation. So I think, yeah, in terms of Jackie, that's my, my, what, where I relate most to her and also my favorite part about her. Right. And did you, while you were kind of navigating the character of Jackie and, you know, your own views of the world, did you have any freedom with the script while you were shooting? Like, was there a point where you read a line, you were like, you know what? I don't think Jackie would say that. Did you have that ability to say, you know, I have an idea or could I suggest something else? Yeah, I think um, definitely. Like I, f- I definitely felt that um, freedom or that um, uh, being able to collaborate a little bit on set. Like we definitely had that vibe going on, or at least I felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, where if, yeah, any of us actors wanted to, you know, we didn't feel right about something or wanted to see if we could change some words or, right. or omit something. Um, both our, you know, our, our producers and our, our writers were, were open to suggestions, I think, and, and hearing what we had to say for sure. Um, in terms of, I think there was maybe just a couple, it wasn't about any dialogue or any lines that I, that Jackie had, but, mm-hmm. uh, I think there was a couple, maybe it was like stage directions where I was just like, I don't think she would do this. And, mm. and again, when you're, when you're on set and you're, you're blocking the scene and you're rehearsing it and everything it and you're getting the cameras in the lighting and you're finally in the space that you're shooting and stuff. A lot of that stuff kind of gets changed or, yeah. or discovered on the, on, uh, in the moment anyways. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely felt a lot of freedom in, in being able to work with, uh, our, our team and figure that out as we went. Mm. All right. Now I've finished the whole season, so we're going to do some <laughs> questions that are a bit, not, not really spoilers. I, you know, we'll have already put our warnings into everyone. From here on out, if you haven't finished it, you might want to avoid it or, you know, fast forward a little bit. But I just had to know what was wrong with Scott. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what about Scott? <laughs> he said, what's wrong with them? Yes. In what way? Yeah. My man yeah, Scott. I, all right. Okay. Like, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get to the lot children next. But, you know, first, I, I got it. I got to talk about Scott. Like, Okay. I mean, it was good that he wasn't trying to date your character because he – is it just the social <laughs> awkwardness of it? Is it like <laughs> yeah. like you take the girl who's had trauma in her life to the horror film set like that? That's your first date, Scott? <laughs> <Right. laughs> what was going on there? Did Jackie just sit here yeah, and look at not- him like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, he's not really thinking it through it. Um, yeah, actually, interesting that you bring up Scott in relation to Jackie because I don't. Are you familiar with the comic books? Yes. Okay, because I actually I wasn't prior to signing on to the project, but um, but yeah, I do know that obviously in the comic books, Jackie and Scott are romantically involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see, you know, moving forward. Hopefully, if we get a second season. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm very curious to see what happens with Jackie because Jackie, um, is very different altogether from the comic books, um, as we have in the series, because mm-hmm. again, she's just like totally different. Um, but yeah, that's really funny that you bring that up about Scott. <laughs> were there any other moments in, <laughs> were there any other moments in the show that you were really, yes. There are, there's a list. Oh, there's a laundry oh, no. list. Oh, but not, but not, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's just like observation. I mean, I, I guess when you think about it, the fact that Ben Amin and other people are having like such visceral reactions is good because that means mm-hmm. that they're into it. Yeah. L- totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to get to the lot children next. <laughs> <laughs> let me now. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Let, let me see. I wasn't, okay, I wasn't sure if it was because it was the horror genre or were the kids just, you know, making that many ill-advised decisions. <laughs> But I found myself <laughs> just screaming at them so much while watching the season. Did like? Oh no! Yes. Did you or Jackie ever feel like just slapping the lock kids about the head? Like, get it together, you know? Like, come on, wake up! Like, wh- um, I, I mean, I definitely, and it's funny. This is actually me more just watching the show mm-hmm. uh, as as a member of the audience because I didn't actually have any scenes with Jackson who plays Bodie. Oh, but there was a lot of stuff when I was watching it. <laughs> the scripts too i'm just like look this kid's exploring all this stuff and he's like just like stuff i'm just like first of all like why isn't anyone like doing anything about more about this Mm. or or where like he's pointing things out because he's you know he's the one firsthand discovering all these keys and a lot of the magic um uh, initially and i'm just like why and then yeah it's i guess i guess because he's a kid no one's listening to him but i'm just like maybe someone should start listening to him Mm. um after he shows you the inside of his head, it's like maybe this kid knows what he's talking about. Right. <laughs> they just they oh <laughs> like yeah. I can't lie. I, I was I, I was upset that Jackie even dated the lot boy because I was just like, come on now, like she can do so much better. Oh no. I mean who again, who knows? With the second season, all so many things could happen. Yes, so. please. We'll see. We, love triangle, something, you know. Well, the <laughs> <laughs> love triangle. Somebody. Well, the show is getting great feedback. I mean, even in our own, like, uh, all of our listeners have, like, kind of just almost every day, they're like, have you seen Lock and Key? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? So, oh, yeah. I mean, you're part of the Foral Nurse Circle of Trust now. So, we, we, we're going to sprinkle good luck <laughs> dust on you for season two. Um, you mentioned the keys. You mentioned the keys. Um, out of all the keys that were seen in this season, which one would you want to have? Yeah, so this was kind of something that changed throughout filming. Mm. Um, but for me, at the end of the day, the one that was most intriguing to me was the ghost key. Mm. Um, which, because I mean, yeah, the ghost key, you can you can f- fly, <laughs> which is really appealing to me. Mm. Um, but also, I like that you could talk to the deceased. I don't know, maybe that's, just a, again, a weird, geeky, creepy thing about me. Um but I just think it could be so so useful for getting information about like and like stories in the past and that sort of thing, which would be really interesting. Mm. Um, the only thing I guess that I hesitate with the ghost key, 
um, is that be- you to use a ghost key, you you leave your body and then if some and you have to re-enter the door, like there's a door you go through and then you have to re-enter the door to um, re-enter your body. And so if someone closes the door and you can't re-enter your body, then you're screwed. <laughs> but, but other than that, it sounds great. I was really hoping for Sam to get some type of redemption with that ghost key, at, you know, towards the end of that. But they shut that door and, um, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sucks to you. So, but then I'm... But then are you, aren't you curious though then? Because of what happened to Sam. Like that's, that's, or, I'm really ghost, curious. Like, yeah. Like ghost Sam. And he, is he going to come back as ghost Sam as <laughs> I can see him? And then there's like ghost granddad out there. Are they chilling? Like, you know, talking to see yeah. like, yo, you killed ghost my son. Granddad. You know, no, because ghost granddad would be mad at Sam. Is, you know, ghost granddad out there slapping Sam around now? Like, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. I get, yeah. And a lot of directions they could take that. <laughs> yes. I, w- I would pay to see ghost granddad slapping up Sam too. <laughs> I would definitely be there for that. Um, speaking of season two, what other than you know a new love interest would you like to see for Jackie in season two? I think you're just putting words in my mouth. I mean, I might be. <laughs> you want to see her with a different person? You're like, I don't like this. <laughs> um, you're probably, and you're actually the well. Yeah, I think you're the first person. I mean, I've just I've seen some of the fans comment um on social media and that sort of thing because there seems to be a lot of people who are rooting for jackie and tyler mm-hmm. so you're kind of the first who's like presenting this opposition now which is interesting i'm rooting um, for jackie that's my <laughs> thing like yes. I'm, I'm rooting, you want to be clear like yeah, i'm rooting for jackie yes. uh and kenzie and i, I really like bodie i like guess kenzie? yeah because Ken, <laughs> when kenzie did the um take her fear out I was like, oh, that was so slick. You know, that was what, you know, I was like, okay, I- I'm down with you, Kenzie. Cause that was, that was smart. You know, that was really ill. Right. You know, right. Tyler could have thrown yeah. some karate books up in there or something. I, you know, I-, I needed Tyler to make better decisions. But <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So what okay. would you like to okay. see from Jackie? <laughs> yeah. For, I want to, I mean, I definitely want to explore. And then again, this is also just Genevieve wants to explore more of the magic, but yes. but no, I think Jackie is genuinely as much as she's at first really hesitant or cautious about the magic. She's, you know, it's blowing her mind that like she can't believe this thing because, you know, it's, it's so different from the world she always knew. And um, she was always so set in her ways kind of thing. But um, I think she's also genuinely curious, especially if she's got to live amongst the the magic, I think she'd rather want to know about it and maybe even know how to control it as opposed to just being oblivious. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, more, more play with the magic um, and exploration there. And then in terms of everything that's grounded in reality, mm-hmm. um, I don't like, I mean, the, the romance that, um, occurred between Tyler and Jackie over the first season was very gradual. Like I just, I remember, I think we were on shooting episode like four and five or something. And even Connor and I, Connor plays Tyler. We kind of just, we'd been doing all these scenes together and we're just like, okay, so this is another scene where Jackie and Tyler are flirting again, because it was like, it felt like the entire <laughs> season, all we were doing was flirting, but nothing was like really happening. Cause it was just such a, like a, a, a gradual progression to their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I almost feel like for for a second season, it would if it continues to be fairly gradual. Um, I would like to see Tyler open up more. I'd love to see if if the truth ever comes out about 
um, him and Dodge and that mm. that whole thing. Um, cause that would be interesting. That would maybe add some conflict to their relationship. That was something I really was like, you know, why didn't, you know, that was, a, I was like, wait, this man just, you know, did something in that truck with Dodge and then Dodge turned into a dude and nobody really is like, and there was that look on his face when he found out, he was like, oh, and then they just, you know, left it there. And I, and I really needed some more from that. Yeah. 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 I mean. Yeah, it'd be interesting, again, because, yeah, just for him to be kind of holding that information in is interesting. <laughs> like, you're right. I agree. Um, and uh, and then otherwise, I'd love to explore more of Jackie's backstory, because I think, again, mm. we see in the first season, she's she's so sweet. She's caring of others. She's um, like a do-it-all. Um, she's, she's this nice girl. Um, who again can, as I said earlier, can really, uh, you know, come guns blazing when she wants to, mm-hmm. but for the most part, we don't, we don't really know like, anything about her, like where she's come from. Um, and I just, again, I want to continue this. I think the writers did a really good job in making her a dynamic character and and not just totally one noted. Um, but I yeah, I think to make her even more interesting, there's got to be, she's got to have a dark side too, you know? And I'd, yeah. <laughs> I would like to explore, explore more of that. Or, you know, the fact that she is so like put, presents so well and put together, I think, um, what, it, like what, yeah. What's on the other side of that? Mm. Cause we all, we all have, you know, different shades of, of shades us. Of gray. Yeah. And I really like yeah. that you saw even in the first season that, that's why I would say I'm rooting for her because she's one of my favorite characters as she was most... I felt like even though we didn't get much of her backstory, she was still so well-realized. Like, she wasn't just this nice girl. You know, when she got pushed, she came with the heat. You know, and she wasn't having that nonsense. Yeah. And she wasn't, you know, listening to his BS. So that made me really appreciate yeah. her as a character. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Because I think if they hadn't included that part, like, yeah, that... That wasn't for whatever reason included uh, in the first season. Then she, yeah, you're right. Like she wouldn't have been as well rounded or as interesting of a character because she would have. It just wouldn't have felt as as human. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to say I really like hearing you talk about your character in this series because you have a like a really nice energy. Like I can tell that you're really invested and you're having fun with this this project. So you know, how, like. When it comes to maybe other genres or other roles you want to take on, like, is there something specific that you look for in that character to take on that? Or um, is there, like, some specific point that you want to make? Like, for example, some people take roles where, like, the woman's always the hero or something like that. Or just a role where it kind of helps better inform the world about them as a person. Is there, like, any specific thing you do when you are looking for new roles in films and TV? Oh, wow. Um, I think it, it usually comes from when I, like the first time I'm reading a script, I can usually tell pretty, pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, whether or not, like, I just, I have to, I guess, yeah, connect with the character in some way. So it's yeah. probably seeing a part of myself within the character somehow. Right. Um Cause I, you know, in the past when I also, I, I'm being picky, like I'm definitely getting pickier when I'm taking on roles now. I, mm. I have a little bit more freedom in that. Um, but early on in my career, I just wanted to work. So right. I, I was, <laughs> <laughs> take whatever, whatever was given to me. Um, and, and there were some, maybe some roles early on that, you know, I wasn't like, oh, this is 
groundbreaking and <laughs> I, I see myself in this character. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think now it is, there's just some kind of like, uh, intuitive connection that I feel to the, like, I'm just like, oh yeah, I know. Like I, and it's, and usually those, those roles too, it's, I find the the lines are really easy to, to learn because mm. it's just like, it just flows out yes. um, as opposed to having to really, and not to say that I, you know, I, I also would want to play more like characters that are more challenging to me. So maybe I don't fully, um, can't fully grasp exactly where they're coming from because it is different from me. Right. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, right now it seems, um, again, even characters who are very different from me, there's always, there's often something that, um, even if there's just like a tiny little inkling of just like, oh, I want to explore that more because yeah, I see a little bit of that in myself, but, but not a ton. Maybe this character can teach me more about that. So that's another way to go about it also. Mm, like it sounds like you're, you're looking for a character that can teach you more about yourself. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think so. And again, like I go back to what I said earlier about Jackie and how it's, it's more in my repeating this, like, you know, or, or, or even just like thinking more about like, oh yeah, who is Jackie? And, and, uh, what, what can I say about her when I'm, when people are asking and I'm just like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like I, I've part of me was, I already saw in her, but I've also, it's almost like reinforced, um, or, or retaught or, or yeah. just taught brand new things about, um, myself. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Awesome. All right. Well, you have survived the For All Nerds interview segment. Woohoo! Yes. But we have our brap segment, our rapid fire questions. Mm. We're, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you a series of questions. You have some choices, and you just choose what you what you prefer between the two or three choices. Okay. Do I is will people judge me depending on my responses? Probably. Eh? Probably. Probably. Well, I mean, this is this is where are we? I mean, we're in we're the age the of social media. This is the internet, so they will judge you okay. no matter what. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're right. Okay. Let's F go. Em. If you say Bert versus Ernie and choose Ernie, you'll get judged. Like it doesn't matter. So right. I even had to think about which is which. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. That's a good one, though. We might need to add that Bert one. Bert versus Ernie? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Luke Cage or Black Panther? Ooh, Black Panther. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Ooh, The Wire. All right. Great choice. Uh, <laughs> See, I'm being judged right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The episode ain't even come out yet. Um, Superman or Batman? Uh, oh, I'm a Superman person. Why are you a Superman person? Okay, well, this is really, this is hilarious. Um, I've never said this publicly, but my first, I guess, celebrity crush was Dean Cain as Superman. <gasps> That's so wild. I just saw him on Shark Tank the other night. <laughs> it was so wild. He was on Shark Tank? He was on Shark Tank. He was, Seven? No, he was helping. Oh, he was, he he, was, a, he was a shark. No, <laughs> he was helping someone get an investment. Like, he was, like, their spokesperson. Oh, wow. Was he in a Superman okay. suit? No, but they kept calling him Superman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, but DK was, my... was a good one, but th that was a good show, though. Yes, great show. Yeah, I mean, I was probably, like, I think I was probably, like, eight years old, and that was my first, he was my first Hollywood crush. <laughs> Aww. Aww. I hope he hears this. Oh, but then I hope so too. Yeah, then Dean Kane turned I don't know. Her, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna keep it positive. I don't know what who did what. Yeah. We're not thinking about this right now. We're thinking about the positive. Yeah. Um keep it moving. Okay. Okay, so this is in the horror realm. You have three choices. Mike Myers, Freddie, yeah. or Jason? Uh 
uh, Mike Myers. Wow. That's a rare choice. I, I will let you know. He does really? not. Yeah, he does not get enough respect. I feel. They, normally, Freddie wins because everyone's like, because of the whole dream situation. Yeah. Like, I don't know. People are more scared of Freddie for some reason. Oh. Um, I don't know. Because Mike Myers ain't no punk. <laughs> um, Fresh Prince or Martin? Fresh Prince. You said that was like there was there was a there was some emphasis there. Like Will Smith was that <laughs> other celebrity crush. <laughs> Will Smith. Um, no, that's fine. Um, bad boy, bad boys. The new bad boys movie was good, so that's fine. Um, okay, Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, Star Wars. Okay. Yay. Good for Ben on me. Yep. You get a point. Um, favorite superhero movie of all time. Whoa. I don't know. Some recent ones made me cry in theaters. So mm-hmm. that those are probably really mm-hmm. which ones made you cry? There was three well, there's three that that made me I feel like they're more yeah, they're like the newest one. Well, some of the newest ones. Um I cried watching Black Panther. Aw, as, as we all as did. We all did. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Several times. I cried. I cried in Wonder Woman when I think it's when she's like running across the mm. field and she's like, like, like deflecting all of these bullets. Oh, or something. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good scene. Um, and I cried during Infinity War when everyone comes out. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, that was probably the 10th time. Oh, Endgame. Yeah, that's probably the 10th time I cried. Yeah. Yeah. I cried so many yeah. times in Endgame. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's it, sad. It was yeah. really, it was a lot. Um, okay, this one comes directly from one of our listeners. The name is Statica Shakur. They write, name something you love that most folks don't. It could be like a movie, it could be a food, a character, anything. I mean, I like a lot of weird foods. Um, Ooh, well, name one, name one, because you're the foodie here. I think you're the food expert here. Oh, Between us three. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in a very, I'm, I'm half Chinese. Mm. And so, and I feel like in a lot of Asian cultures, there's a lot of weird foods, um, like particularly weird parts of animals. And I, I apologize to anyone who I'm offending right now, but um, things like like chicken's feet and stuff. Oh, that's in a lot of cultures, actually. It is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's Fair a enough. Southern Black culture, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah, well, yes. So... I don't know. I wouldn't say that's like a favorite thing, though. I don't know. It's I enjoy them. <laughs> you enjoy it. Okay, okay, okay. You love it, but other people may be like, I don't know about that one, but okay, cool. Yeah, like, mo- like most people I know would be like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Okay, also from Statica Shakur, they asked, what's your favorite theme song? Like, theme song of my life? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Oh, that could be, yes. Like, some people, like, they love theme songs for certain sitcoms. Like, that's their favorite. But or if you um, had a theme song for your life, that too, yeah, I like that. Like you walk out the door and a song starts playing every time. That's the song that would play would be um, "Don't Dream It's Over." I think. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Don't dream it's over. There, it was like from the eighties, right? Yes, so, yeah. That's that's a theme song to my life. So, oh, um, that's such a jam! <laughs> all, right, all right, Google. I did my quick googles by Crowded House. Yes, Crowded House. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's a jam. That's a great one. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know a theme song from like a, a show or something, a movie. Oh no, you're good. That's a no, great. No, that was answer. actually a good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great one. Okay, great. All right, uh, we got your first deep crush. So, what character death hurts you the most? Like uh, in movies, TV, books, when a character died, what broke your heart? 
Could be Mufasa. <laughs> that's a lot of people. Oh my gosh, that's a really good one, actually. Um, wait, specific to some to a character dying? Yeah, just like you, like whether you read a book or you watched a movie or even a show, and a character died, and you're like, oh, that like really hurts your heart. Like you were really invested in that character. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is actually really hilarious because I I like actually freaked out when this happened. Um, do you know the show This Is Us? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. When Jack dies. Oh. Uh, oh. Because you know how they the show is like they show different like they they jump in like they they time jump like everything's all at different times and stuff. Yeah. But I also just so I, and I knew he was supposed to die in that the season that like that season that he dies. Mm-hmm. But I remember um I, and I must have, I think I had also read some spoilers or something or come up. Like I, I, I knew how it happened. And so it's the episode where like, I'm, I'm spoiling it for anyone who has not seen the, these, these episodes, but when they're uh, plugging in the, the crock pot and I just, I started freaking out there. I was just like, Oh, and I just, I started bawling my eyes out. Oh. And I was with my, I, I was with my, uh, we're no longer together. So it's my, my, my ex-boyfriend, but we were watching it together and I just start like sobbing and he's just like, are you okay? And then I'm just like, Jack's gonna die. <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty, he hadn't even died yet. Oh um, no. You were just it anticipating it. For me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that show pulls at your heartstrings. Every damn week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. This is the last one. If you can have okay. any one superpower, one superpower, what would it be? Um, I think to teleport. Ooh, that's a good one. What would you do with yeah. it? Where would you teleport to? Everywhere. It'd be really great for traveling and like seeing different places, you know? Absolutely. It'd be the best. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Well, you have survived the BRAP segment. You survived the interview segment. Please <laughs> let all of the For All Nerds listeners out there know where that they can find you at. You can find me on Instagram. What's your IG? Uh, my Instagram handle is at Genevieve KNG. Awesome. And any upcoming projects you want to plug? Um, actually, in a few days, um, there's a feature film that I'm in called Run This Town that premieres. It's having its um, theatrical theatrical uh, release. Um, it's a film that I... That, yeah, I'm in with Ben Platt and Damian Lewis are in it also. Awesome. And everyone should go see it. Word up. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us here tonight. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of the show. And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to this episode of For All Nerds. And thank you to Genevieve Kang for joining us. Kang. Y'all know about Kang from Marvel Comics? (laughs) Genevieve. Yeah, that name is amazing. Kang. But thank you for joining us. Make sure you peep Lock and Key on Netflix right now. And her new flick, Run This Town, in theaters this weekend. Make sure you check that as well. And you know what time it is. Tatiana's back. (laughs) It's time for the guac. The frequently asked questions. The guac is extra. The guac is extra where we answer any and all of our listener questions. Thank you, as always, for sending them in. You can hit us on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, at 4AllNerds, or contact at 4 
com. If you want to use that email, send a more in-depth question or something that you don't want everybody else to see. <laughs> Contact the forallnerds.com. So what do we have up first tonight? The first comes from Cece. They write, I don't know if it's been asked already, but movies are always being remade. The replica is boring, but what's a movie you would love to see from a different character's point of view? Well, at the top of the show, I mentioned Invisible Man, how this version, this 2020 version, is from the point of view of the victim. What's a movie that you don't wouldn't mind seeing remade from a different point of view? Usually, from any- my perspective, the Jedi are evil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A damn simp. Jesus. No, he's not. He's amazing. From my, I don't like sand. It's coarse and irritating. From my perspective, oh, the Jedi are evil. Shut up. Why you doubt it? my power. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, no. But um, yeah. What? What? Um. Hmm. Hmm. Like, are there any movies that is from the perspective of the hero where you're like, yo, I'd rather see it from the perspective of the villain? Well, I always talk about how Walter White is a hoe. And um, I hate Walter <laughs> yeah. so much. Oh my god! But I really don't need to see that story from another person's perspective either. Like you know, I, I think it's good. I mean, to it's tell his story. Yeah, to yeah. tell, right? Yeah. Um, and if we made the show from Strahler's perspective, people would just fucking hate you. So yeah. Right. You know. Well, you know what? We 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 kind of mentioned this before about Watchmen, but I would love to see it from Looking Glass's perspective. Like, I would love to. Like, I have mentioned how I wanted to see more of his backstory. Like, we saw a little bit of him when he was in Jersey City, uh, Hoboken. But um, it would be like you'd have to watch it through like a, not like a Looking Glass, but through like the most here we go. Effed what up you about viewpoint. Say? No, I'm saying my man is twisted. Like, I, that's there's why no I want to see it. That's normally. why I want to yeah. see it from his perspective because I know it would be different. Like that shit would have to be an animation for parts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fi- and that would be fire. Yeah. Like, like we saw a little bit of his background about why he's traumatized, but you didn't see his whole story and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. So, I mean, as far as I can see, he was like a Jehovah's Witness or something, right? Like, what? Oh, oh yeah. a Mormon, no. a Mormon, yeah, a Mormon. yeah, one or the other, yeah, yeah he was so, something, yeah. Um, listen, I thought it was Jehovah's Witness. I thought he was holding a watchtower. I could be wrong. I don't remember. I think it was Jehovah's, right? Um, if he was holding a watchtower, it was. But, but all point, Jehovah's Witness I know are black. Point is, like you said. <laughs> I know that's not. I know there's other yeah, ones, but listen, look. The, like you said, I think it would be cool because, like you said, because he's very, he's he's a little, he's a wild boy. There may be sections that would be animated. There may be sections that are just in a different tone altogether. Like, I, I think it would be cool. Were you in D.C. when the white boys used to ride around on the bites, the Mormons? What? What? You didn't, what? They stopped what doing you that? mean? Like, riding around like Meek Mill? No, like on bicycles. Like oh, bicycles. You said bikes, like ATVs. Yeah, right? no, like bicycles. Street. Like, could you imagine Mormons just on ATVs? Doing no, street? but you didn't. You never saw them, dudes. Mm-hmm. They, that all right? Well, they they used to go through DC, and they would be it always be in pairs, two white dudes in like black slacks, uh, white well, button down, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. black like Book of Mormon stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and the in the black tie. Uh huh. And they'd ride around on bikes, and then they would go through. They'd be in the hood too. And they would come to the hood, and then, they, you know, they'd ride around the bikes, and they'd get off and go to every person's house, Never you know? seen it. Wow, seen yeah, it. that used to be a staple of D.C. Mm-mm. I mean, I think once D.C. turned white, they stopped coming there, because they would definitely be, like, white boys in the hood. Riding their bikes. Riding their bikes. And probably no one was bothering them. And no, what? You ain't touching them? <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait a minute. Do you want 50 cops in your... Yeah, no, you ain't... You, you still are answer not. answer the question, though. I answer the question. And I never answer these type of questions because <laughs> those are valuable ideas, folks. You know, it's like it's like when uh, they did Hook or whatever was the Peter Pan when they told him mm-hmm. from Hook's Like, that's a genius million-dollar idea. That shit went on Broadway, folks. I can't get these joints away. Wicked, that's another one. 
Yep, great question, CC. But wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next I write one, scripts, homie. The yeah. next one, um, what's good for all nerds, fam, is Maze, a.k.a. Krang of the South, Becky Lynch mob. Wait, let's slow down. Krang, okay. Krang of the, no, that was one. Krang yep. of the South. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lynch mob. I like that one. You do? Becky, who's Becky Lynch? Becky Lynch is a wrestler, but we'll get okay. to that. Yep. Bill Soulsberg, Deadass Pool. And ready hater, <laughs> ready hater one. I'm really not mad at that ass. Ready hater one should be Ben Amin's, <laughs> aka absolutely part of his repertoire. Maze, let him borrow that shit. Yeah, because that have, works for I him. I might have to hold that. I'm really not mad at that ass pool, and I'm I'm, I'm not mad at that ass pool at all. I'm surprised nobody ever came with that before because that is like so. I feel like right someone there. did, but we just don't remember. Yeah, well, well done. All right, they write. I hear you guys mention wrestling from time to time on the show, and I wanted to ask the following. Who were some of your favorite WWE superstars or other wrestlers from the past? Woo! Who do, okay. <laughs> Who do you like currently if you're watching? And if so, are you going to check out WrestleMania this year? Also want to send positive thoughts and prayers to everyone affected by the tornado that came through Nashville this week. Uh, 2020 is a mess. Uh, I hope it turns around. Keep your head high. Base. First of all, I agreed with you. Um, prayers and love uh, and light to everybody going through it in Nashville um, for sure. Um, and I'm working backwards here. Are you going to check out WrestleMania this year? Yes, I check out WrestleMania every year. Even when I'm not watching it like actively, I'm always watching WrestleMania. I always watch clips at the very yeah. least. Who are your favorite WWE superstars or wrestlers from the past? Ben, I mean, already said, woo! Nature Boy, Ric Flair, baby! Um, yeah, de- definitely. Um, The Rock, for me. And The Rock. The Rock. I mean, come on. Stone Cold. Jericho. Edge. <laughs> Edge. Chris Jericho. Uh, China, Degeneration X, the whole group. Who's um? Suck it. Who's my man? Um, Xbox. What about me? What about Raven? Oh, I, <laughs> come well, on! What about me? Um, Jackie. What about Jackie? Raven? Everyone forgets about Jackie. Um, <laughs> like that whole attitude era stuff. Yeah, like that. That's definitely. Generally, mankind. That, that whole cactus slash cactus slack slash yes. everybody. <laughs> oh, what was the sock when he when Socko. He, Socko, yes. Um, pretty much like that. That that whole lineup. For I that, saw for mankind that in a cheese trade factory once. Really? No lie. I was on a date. This was DC. His name is Mick Foley. Yep, Mick Foley. Yes, I was in. I was in a, a restaurant in Maryland. I think it was the cheese trade factory, and I saw him. And the woman I was on the date with at the time had no idea who he was, so I knew it wasn't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And um, when he got up, everyone stood up and clapped. Aww. It he's was like, amazing. And he's like looking around like, okay. Because yeah. <laughs> he always does that, all right, kind yeah. of thing. Um, current wrestlers, uh, I love the entire women's division. The entire women's division right now is fucking doing Fire. It. Y'all know Naomi, my queen. Yes. Number one, hot shit, hot girl. Who was my girl back in the day who had the... Um, she had red hair and she had the tat on her arm of like the Mayan statue. She was a hardcore oh, no. beast. Oh, damn. I can't remember her name offhand. And Shorty was a Tila. I don't know who you're talking about. All right. Um, but like Sasha Banks, like I'm talking about currently, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, you know, Woo Jr. Um, I already mentioned Naomi, like the Kabuki Warriors. Like, I mean, the, honestly, the whole women's division right now is popping so if y'all again if y'all not watching wrestling like this is the time to be watching wrestling um uh of course i love crossfit jesus uh seth seth rollins i always love that man forever ever um and also i would definitely if you're a wrestling fan i would encourage you to watch aew that shit is high quality high quality wrestling um and lastly just this is more of a comment slash gripe wrestling is not fake it is scripted there's a difference all righty 
Uh, I can't find Shorty's name, so there we go. We're going to move it on. Next question. That's all right. Um, the next one comes from LL Cool Tink. Tink? They write, do you think Star Wars is better off as a TV show than a trilogy? They introduce so many characters and storylines to never show that character again or to never finish that storyline. No question. <laughs> it's not like... Okay, and and once again, I will admit this, and I've, I'm I'm on it right now. I'm fixing this problem. I was the one who, because of the animation style, never got into Clone Wars. It was a huge mistake. A huge mistake. I'm Clone now, Wars is the shit. I'm now on season two. I'm on episode five, I think, and I'm fucking addicted. Like, as soon as we get off the spaceship tonight, I'm going home to watch at least two more episodes. <laughs> the show is incredible. It's probably Star Wars at its finest. Shout out to Young Guru. He's been telling me this for years. It. I mean, it's so good. Like, it made Star Wars so much better. And I'm already, you, y'all know how I get down with Star Wars. And no, the Clone Wars is probably the best thing, you know, the best law form version of Star Wars ever. And then the Mandalorian, oh my God. Like, I can't wait for the second season. You know, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, Here's my thing. Star Wars has, at least for the more recent times, has been in every medium possible, TV, books, film, Comics, like I feel like they do this shit on purpose, just so that they, because they can have, they can present that character and or storyline in other, in other mediums. So, I mean, I, I don't care, <laughs> like, cause I, feel, I feel like it's gonna come out, it's gonna come out one way or another, and and because of now how, how the doors have been opened up, where damn near anything is canon at this point, it's just like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not worried. Yeah, no, and I love it, like, um. I think it's in any medium because I still think Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest films in general ever made. It's in my top five movies of all time, if not number one. And, you know, A New Hope is fantastic. Rogue One is fantastic. And then you go over to the video games and you have stuff like Knights of the Old Republic, which is one of the best Star Wars stories ever told. So I just think that it just depends. You know, you mm-hmm. can have good and bad in any medium. But I think that Star Wars does benefit from getting law form storytelling. But I think that's also because we never get to see Star Wars with long-form storytelling. Like, for years, you had Star Trek as having TV series after mm. TV series. So you knew what that looked like. But it wasn't until, I mean, Clone Wars and all those shows are still animated. So it's not even until 2019 that you had the first live-action Star Wars TV show. And when you saw what that looked like with a nice budget behind it, with some great production, great acting, great directing, great writing... So yeah, I'm I'm hyped. I can't wait to see more. I know the Obi Wan show got pushed back, um, but they're still developing many other shows. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian's got a second season coming this year, so I'm hyped for it. Mm-hmm. And like I say, yeah. I'm trying to catch up on Clone Wars so I can catch the finale of season seven. That's my plan. And that's Stay that, with me. <laughs> that's that question. Um, and just to go back to slightly to the previous question, I just wanted to add one more name: Bianca Belair. She is that bitch. Cannot believe I can't remember. Shorty's name. She was back in the Attitude Era, all that. She had a, she has like a did Mayan. Did you Google Mayan tattoo? I did. It did come up. Yeah, Mayan, she had like a Mayan statue on her arm, and she had bright red hair, and she was a wrestler, wrestler. Like, she whooped ass. Mm. Yeah. Em- well, there's a newer wrestler, Ember Moon. Yeah. Um, Because she has well, had bright red hair. So. Yeah. That's what I mean. When you type in bright red hair, mad people come up. So, sorry about that. All right. That is it for the guac section. As always, you can send in your questions to contact at forallnerds.com or you can hit us on the Twitter, on the Instagrams, any of those social medias at forallnerds. You should be following us there anyway. 
And before we get out of here tonight, I guess it's been a week. We didn't get to do it last week. So real quick, let's do some Comic Psycho! And since we're talking about Lock and Key this week, I do want to mention because I've been a fan of the Lock and Key books for way longer than I was of the show. Uh, They're written by Joe Hill and they're illustrated by Gabriel Rodriguez. And Gabriel is a mother effing beast, dog. Like, I need to find out what else he's been doing since then because I loved his work on Lock and Key and I need to catch up on that. So if you enjoyed the show, I highly recommend that you go pick those up. Also, I've really been enjoying, out of all the Dawn of X books, I've really been enjoying Jonathan Hickman's X-Men. The last few issues have been on absolute fire. If you love House of X and if you love Powers of X, I would highly recommend you picking up Hickman's X-Men's. Also, you can still get a copy of Marvel Voices number one. Yes, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you're in Brooklyn View, New York, I don't know if anyone comments has any more of the actual signed copies. But we signed tons of copies. I know they were real low like as of last week. But if you want a, a copy of Marvel Voices 1, there are three different covers. The main and two variants. Um, again, signed by everybody in the room. Myself, Rob Markman, uh, the Blur Girl, Karen Mahorn, Angelique, like everybody who was there at the at the signing, um, you can pick up yourself a copy. If not, Kari still, Randolph, Kari Randolph, Emilio, Damon, uh, Damian Scott, uh, uh, everybody, everybody. Um, point is, go there to anyone comics. Uh, again, support your local comic book store if you can. Otherwise, please pick up the comic book again, Marvel Voices number one in any way you can. And if you haven't already, please go to marvel.com slash voices and read my essay. And one last one, uh, because I'm in love with this book right now, is Far Sector by N.K. Jemison from DC Comics. Far Sector concerns a black woman, Green Lantern, who is in a far sector of the universe, Mm. thus the title. So she's off on her own. It starts with a murder mystery that she's trying to solve. And, oh, my God. um, I mean, N.K. Jemison's writing it, so you know the writing is stellar. Mm -hmm. But this dude, Jamal Campbell, who I first saw earlier this year on Naomi, he did or earlier last year, he did that book, Naomi. My man's a fucking superstar, dog. Like, this guy is incredible talent. I don't know where the hell he came from. I'm looking at his uh, history right now, and it seems like Naomi was his first, like, regular book. Mm. And so now, Far Scepter and the art, I mean, dude, it's just a beast. I can't wait to see more from him. Just absolutely amazing artist. So make sure you check that out. Issue four is out this week. I just picked that up. So a trade should be coming in a couple of months because I think some of those first issues might be selling out. But go digital, go something, get it, Far Scepter, pick it up. And that's it for Comics I Copped. As always, make sure you use that hashtag, Comics I C-O-P-P-E-D, Comics I Copped. Yes. And let me know what books you're buying, reading, any of that good stuff out there. Yes, very important to use the hashtag because not only do we see it, but other people see it as well. Mm-hmm. Other people take notice, and it's a great way for people to learn about new titles and new stories that they didn't know about before. Yeah, and I've seen people like exchange ideas, exchange mm-hmm. stuff to read on there. Thank you for everyone using that hashtag. Shout out to everybody at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Everybody who's been contributing those 
uh, rap segment questions. We will be sending out some stuff very soon. Swag bags are on day way. Fed pros, F-A-N-T-R-O-S-O-R.